Hello everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 6 of Differential Diagnosis, a HouseMD podcast, where we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 6 of HouseMD, called Spin. My name's Harvey, and as always, here's Gaz as well. Hi, pleasure to be here, as usual, um, to engage in a little bit of a spin class with Harvey. Um, And yeah, this is an interesting episode, because cycling, road cycling, is a pastime that is very close to my heart and in particular the history of uh, road cycling so um, I have some interesting ideas um, to talk about with regards to this episode. Yeah Gaz wants to goss about Lance Armstrong. God damn it. And doping. You got me. You're gonna do a bit of gossiping? Of course. (laughs) And then um Overall, we're gonna we're gonna look into this episode, which is one of those episodes which I didn't really remember. It's not an episode that I would ever choose to watch, but having watched it, I was like, "There is a there's a nice meaty subject going on here," and I appreciated it afterwards. But it's uh, it's strange how some episodes just totally fly over your radar, and you only learn to appreciate them on a repeat viewing. Yeah, and I think also um, it's quite an interesting episode from the perspective of understanding the relationship between House and Stacy, um, mm. which is kind of, it's fallen to the wayside since episode one, really, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad it's back because every episode we've talked about in season two, we've gone, oh, Stacy's not in this one. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so we get really <laughs> down and dirty this time around, really kind of looking into and prosecuting their relationship um, I mean, House does some pretty weird things in this episode, in my opinion. He does. But this is one of those episodes that really reveals why he's an interesting character, yeah. because he is so strange <laughs> <laughs> and just so willing to just... I, it's not. It's not even... I mean, we'll go more into what House's motivations are, but it's just so... He He doesn't even seem to know what he wants, and it's so destructive. Just because he can't sit down and really think about his feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so he just sort of lashes out. And I think this is one of those episodes that really demonstrates that behavior a lot. It's because um, I think House, we've said often, House is one of those people who sometimes people remember the character as being just hyper rational all the time. Mm. And I think that's one of those episodes that shows that he's really not. He's really governed by emotion and he doesn't really think clearly outside of problem solving. Oh yeah, it's a you see kind of the mess yeah. he's about to make. <laughs> exactly, it's just like a baby kind of just throwing toys all over the place and puking and pooping everywhere. Yeah, like he's crying because he's upset, but you don't know why. You go, what's and wrong? He doesn't really know why. What's wrong? What's wrong? Where? Where? Stacy, Stacy, where? 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 Pissy, pissy, where? And it's uh, what? What? What's going on, house? Baby house, what's up? That's a call back to the DDX. You're, not, you're not doing some more fan fiction, are you? Uh, yeah, I am. Actually, <laughs> that was a deep cut. Um. <laughs> so, um, do you want to? Uh, I guess we'll, we'll we'll get on with the synopsis straight away. Uh, do you have the the valued document that has been ripped off the house wiki? Yeah, of course I do. Um, every time because uh, house.fandom.com powers all of our synopses. Um, and this one is a doozy. It's quite s- short and sweet. Sometimes you get these kind of mini essays about what 
the episode is about and I just think that's just no good I need something that gets to me like gets to the heart of things in about three sentences max which Mm. this does so here we go Spin is a second season episode of House which first aired on November 15th 2005 a famous cyclist who admits to blood doping becomes House's patient and Cameron wants to report him for cheating Meanwhile, House attempts to force Stacy to admit how she feels for him by going to disrupt Mark Warner's therapy group and by stealing Stacy's files from her therapist to get more insight. Lovely. Tight. Very tight. <laughs> so um well we've we know we're gonna talk about cycling conspiracies today. We know we're gonna talk about themes that shocked us in how this episode has good themes, which we'd forgotten about many years ago. Um, and we know that there's some good old Stacey house drama. So um, I, I, I guess without... I am not going to let you s- that slide. It's not a conspiracy if it's proven to be true. In the sense... He was set up. Well, okay. It's not a conspiracy <laughs> in the pejorative sense that you're making it up to be. That somehow... No, he was actually convicted, wasn't he? Um, I think he was like the court of... like. The sp- Sports arbitration kind of said you did a bad thing and then um, had all of his seven Tour de France titles stripped from him. Um, yeah, so I'm not letting that slide, but yeah, let's let's do this. <laughs> Sorry, I spoke lazily. Yeah, I'm aware he was actually caught. <laughs> it's not a conspiracy, right? It's just a fact. So, um, so without any further ado, let's get on to talk about season six. Si- Season two, <laughs> episode six, spin. Let's start with that title because I love talking about the titles, mm. as, as guys will know. You might watch it and you might think, wow, spin? That's about a wheel spinning. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's about spin as well. It's about the way that we, you know, spin facts. And lies. and uh, Yeah, and lies and, and spin our motivations to make them seem pure and reasonable. Um, so uh, it's a great, it's a great little... A title. After watching it, I really appreciate the title. I appreciate what's going on here. But um, I guess we'll start by talking about the cold open, as we always do, before we get to the um, the meteor stuff. And uh, it's another it's another fake out. Yeah, it's two kids watching a a celebrity cyclist who's doing like a small charity event, and uh, one of the kids starts having an asthma attack. You're like, oh no, he's gonna die, but he doesn't. He gets his asthma pump and then the uh, cyclist actually has a horrible accident. Yeah. Also, irresponsible parents for not bringing the the inhaler with them. And then he has, like, schlub dad has to jog back to get the um, uh, inhaler. <laughs> Pathetic. Go on, Jeff. Um, uh, but, yeah. And then, basically, he starts, like, uh, fading out. He collapses on the floor. There's a big cycling crash. Um, no one seemed to be dreadfully hurt, but 
Jeff's on the floor. He's not doing well. Yeah, and while watching his hero getting crushed by a bunch of other cyclists, that kid just casually sucks on his inhaler. <laughs> hey, got to look after number one. Absolutely, I agree. So, um, I guess, uh, well, I, 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 my, my big, my big thing that I want to talk about is the is the themes and stuff. So, do you want to talk about the um, uh, similarities that you've spotted? to the very famous Lance Armstrong doping and cheating scandal. Okay, so, um, well, the patient is Jeff Forrester um, and seems to be a very successful cyclist, but he admits that he's been doping and because of the patient-doctor confidentiality thing, they can't really talk about it. And that is a callback to an interesting episode that happened in Lance Armstrong's life where supposedly, um, according to a fellow cyclist, um, he admitted that he was doing blood doping when he was initially diagnosed with cancer um, and that no one could say anything about it, but that he confessed also for transparency of the medical like medical history. Um, so that's one thing. But... Um, it, this was released after the uh, book by, I'm trying to remember his name, uh, David Walsh and uh, Pierre Ballester about um, Lance Armstrong, and they accused him of using performance-enhancing drugs, um, which then led to a, uh, a libel suit as they tried to release it in English. Um, and yeah, so that was vociferously denied in 2004 um and then later on we found out that actually lance armstrong had been using performance enhancing drugs including um epo which is a uh, substance which increases the uh red blood cell count in human beings but can also lead to the thickening of the blood um which can then kill people um and yeah i think initially what they do first is they set up the the premise, which is, he's sick. He's admitted that he's doped, um, and then they say, "Well, usually when you use all these chemicals," and he would deny that he uses EPO in the episode. Jeff does, um, but he uses everything else. That maybe it could cause permanent damage to him, which is a good kind of thing to like warn people about. That it's not a, it's not. They made it quite easy for, they they made it quite clear from the start that doping is actually not just cheating it's also physiologically damaging which is good um yeah but yeah which i i wasn't really aware of because i i don't know much about this so i just assumed that a lot of doping was just pretty consequence free but this episode as you say like does at least want to have that conversation and say that sort of the pressure of this is pushing people to do dangerous things, which is more interesting as a standpoint. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's good that they set up that kind of thing from the outset, because I think a lot of people do think that it's a consequence free thing, that all it is, it's um, artificially enhancing the body. But actually, um, those, those rules are safeguards, really, to protect cyclists from dying because there are a lot of um cyclists in the 90s who just randomly died from 
heart attacks or um, respiratory related illnesses suddenly who had maybe been using blood doping or amphetamines or uh, EPO. So, yeah. Um, so that's the starting point for this whole episode. They're trying to figure out, they're trying to, f they're trying to figure out whether it's the doping that's causing the problem or not. Yeah. And they, they start off quite interestingly in the idea that he, he doesn't have a normal body, mm. <laughs> which I quite, I quite like as a standing point. They're not really looking for what's wrong because all of his vitals are wrong because of the doping. Mm. Which is a which is a really great like setup for an episode, and the diagnosis. Because hmm. um yeah none of none of the tests work. Hmm. Which um which I guess also expresses goes on to really show just how much doping messes with you physiologically if like he <laughs> seems on paper to be really unhealthy. Which um eventually there's lots going on, but they eventually find that. One one of his vitals is actually pretty normal, which is which is ironically what shows them what's wrong, mm. because one of his vitals is normal. They're like, well, it should be insane. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um diagnostically, this is like one of those quite interesting episodes. Like, there's no like crazy big surgeries or anything, but just like sort of on a smaller scale mm. of how do we find something wrong with someone who is you know based on the results dead. <laughs> yeah <laughs> or dying um it's um it's it's an interesting one i give it a lot of credit for that mm. it's one of the many reasons why i, I like this episode so much having rewatched it but having forgotten about it beforehand i guess because nothing really big happens yeah and it doesn't have like the over kind of the theatrics of like we need to go into his brain because sometimes <laughs> yeah. that happens all the time like we need to cut into your brain oh you're just casually okay with that cool um and it can kind of numb the effect or the dramatic effect if that happens all the time where it's like the big ticket items like heart surgery, brain surgery, high stakes surgery and organs. <laughs> this is, let's scan his lungs. Things are really odd. We need to do this. We need to do this simple procedure. And then that becomes like a tension point within the episode because Chase, I think this is the Chase rehabilitation episode. Really, you think this is fixing all the problems with Chase? Go on. Because for a while, he's kind of uh, kind of chastised and seen as an outsider, especially when he was the rat to Vogler. Yeah. Although, Vogler's little rat. Yeah. yeah, Vogler's little rat. And now, and then they, um, then they uh, accuse him of messing up this procedure to take a, pocket of air in his in the cyclist's lungs um and they say maybe you mess it up chase why don't you just go away chase but actually it wasn't his fault at all he did the thing without fault he did the procedure without fault but it was just interesting how um they accused him and then he was vindicated and it kind of to me that's like a rehab moment for him like his character has been impugned and he is subverted their expectations yeah there's still there's still not a lot of meat to chase at the moment which it is becoming a little bit insane yeah that he just isn't because this once it like cameron this is a big cameron episode and mm. um in a way actually wilson as well wilson gets a bit a lot more revealed about him mm. 
And it's a big house episode, and obviously Stacy's involved, so it's a big Stacy episode, and also her husband. Uh, her husband's called Mark, isn't he? Yeah, Mark Warner. Yeah. So Mark Mark's very involved as well. So everyone's got quite a good chunk of stuff going on, and like Foreman doesn't have much going on, but that's fine. Foreman's had a lot in the past. So um, yeah, Chase is very weird i do wonder why there isn't this sense of what to do with him at the moment mm. um but at least at least he gets some compliments i guess yeah at least <laughs> at the very least yeah at least he gets some saving grace which is mm. he's had zero grace at all to be honest <laughs> so so at the moment i guess the um so this is one of those episodes which is um has lots of lying going on in it mm. and lots of cheating and it, you could, I mean, this is the thing. I always bring this back to sports medicine because we hated sports medicine so much for that. But it was uh, in Daddy's Boy, the last episode, we really liked the lying in that because, you know, that it wasn't just people lying to everyone. It was people lying to specific people. Yeah. And so by seeing who people were lying to, you kind of saw, you know, who the, um, you know, how the relationships functioned and how unhealthy the relationships were. Mm. And so this one, I think, uses lying in a similar way where it's like interesting. It reveals a lot about the characters. And so um, as with the title spin, this episode isn't just looking at people lying and why they might lie to certain people. It's the way that people lie and cheat and then kind of rationalize it mm-hmm. as um, as a positive motivation, well, which is um, yeah. with good motivations, which I am. Um, so obviously the first instance of that is uh, Jeff has his uh, his uh, his agent. She's like handling everything. She's um she's like sort of leaking stories. <laughs> she's doing all kinds of stuff, you know, for the good of his career. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Jeff himself, who he has rationalizations for why he's cheating. You know, it's just this like you know I do whatever I can to win and succeed, and and then you've got. Cameron who's upset with him saying that you know he's uh making children believe in a hero that doesn't exist and once again Jeff Jeff has reasons for that he says like you know I wasn't asked to be loved by those children they just loved me so it's um that's kind of like the central element of the spin theme how it's established Mm. it's around the kind of um the doping story Mm. which makes sense because obviously you know he's doping he's doing something bad immediately. He has to rationalize it. And then you have his agent who's sort of, you know, trying to be like, yeah, oh God, like you're ill, you're in hospital. We can put some spin on this. We can say you've got cancer and, you know, you've recovered. This is great. So you kind of see that. But beyond that, then they take that theme and they also give it to, uh, they give it to Wilson and and House and Cameron as well, even more so. So you've got, um, you know, so at the moment, so you've got House is trying to, House is messing with Mark and Stacy because mm. he thinks Stacy still has feelings for him. But that's what we meant about there's this chaotic house. He's kind of messing with both of them. And he even goes so far as like interfere with Mark's like um, physical therapy and, you know, sort of uh, mental health therapy in order to try and get a gauge of how strong of a couple they are. Mm. But there doesn't seem to be any motivation that House wants to get back with Stacy. It just seems like he's just kind of messing with them and his the way he's rationalizing it to himself is he's saying, you know, the truth needs to come out. I just need to know the truth. Mm. But obviously there's probably more to that. It's probably more that actually House deep down probably does want to get back with Stacy. 
But House is so confused at this point and so much denial about his feelings that he's like using all of these weird, he's using the spin of just, I need to know the truth <laughs> to kind of justify all of these crazy actions. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have um, you have Cameron, who Cameron is sort of used as a way to get Jeff to confront the fact that doping's bad because no one else really cares. Foreman and Chase don't really care. House takes the piss out of it, but no one is really like questioning him on the ethical element of it. Mm. But then obviously because of that, Cameron starts getting questioned ethically by lots of other people. And one of the people is um, Wilson. And uh, we get a bit more insight into... Um, Cameron's relationship with her with her husband who she married while he was terminally ill and died mm. and then Wilson's relationships with his wives and uh, we find out that Wilson um Wilson has been is actually a cheater he cheats on his wives frequently <laughs> yeah what a play and, on words um, that is Jeff and Jeff and Wilson are both cheaters they are and but what we what I quite liked about this episode as well so Obviously, there was lots of the whole thing is about spin and rationalizations. And so Wilson, Wilson kind of, you know, Wilson's isn't really about spin necessarily, but he admits the cheating in order to kind of get Cameron to admit that um, Cameron was basically telling him that she had feelings for one of her ex her husband's friends while he was dying. And it's kind of alluded that something went on. And Wilson kind of admits to his own cheating and is like, you know, things uh, things like that happen and it, it's fine. They're normal. But uh, we then find out that Cameron actually never did cheat mm. on her husband with this guy, which um, I always found quite funny because um, the reason I found that quite funny was because Cameron's very much always like people hate how she's so moralistic and she's always like used as the one to kind of question what's going on. But I did like that Cameron isn't a hypocrite, if you see what I mean. You think she's not like a Cameron's, hypocrite? No, in the sense that like Cameron's questioning everyone for cheating. Mm. And then it turns out that when it's like, oh, Cameron, you must have cheated in this horrible situation. It's like, no, I never did. <laughs> ah. and it's kind of that reveal that actually Cameron's quite a... Ah, but you see, it made... But the thing is, it makes her question. Because in, earlier on in the episode, she talks about how, you know, yeah, sure, you know, rules in a game are arbitrary, but that's, and they're kind of formed by committee or by consent. And that's kind mm. of the point. Yeah, they're arbitrary, but they're rules and they're there for kind of maybe arbitrary reasons, but rules nonetheless. And if we agree to them, then we need to follow them. And so when confronted by this cheating thing, yeah, she followed the rules. Um, <laughs> and they, however arbitrary they were, didn't, didn't like actually cheat but she did some she did she was tempted and in some ways she violated the spirit of those rules even if she didn't do it so in a way she's so formalistically she hasn't violated any rules but in terms of ethically her temptations were technically well not technically but they were kind of violating that spirit and then it makes her reflect on, well, yeah, sure, there was a positive that came out of it, but I felt really shitty anyway. Um, That's very true, which I guess maybe bleeds into the spin element that she's like, you know, putting spin on it that because she didn't actually cheat, then it doesn't matter. 
which is which is interesting. I mean, I'd go a bit easier on Cameron, but I totally, you know, if it's for bumping up the theme and making it more, you know, um, and I think the gives other, it more meat. But the whole point of it is to be more forgiving when people do violate the rules. Yeah, and for Wilson, he says, yeah, people break violate the rules all the time, and you have to own up. The aim is to own up to it, and then to kind of, which is what he did. He said, "I told them." that I was cheated or that I was, yeah, that I had cheated. So, you know, and then took the consequences on board. Obviously with Jeff, it's kind of, he violated the rules. He didn't own up to it and he doesn't have to own up to it and he wins. And that happens in life. So it's like there are three discrete scenarios going on within that, (laughs) I guess. Yeah, because the treatment for Jeff... um... Uh, the, the 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 reveal of it is that he has an underlying condition which is actually the treatment for it is the doping he's been doing where he's been sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber and oxygenating his blood so it actually turns out that ironically when he stopped doping for that charity bike ride that he actually got ill which then at the end means that um the treatment is the doping procedure which means he gets the dope consequence free and never gets caught which um which I like as well in house because I think in another show there probably would have been like he gets caught and he has to cry and beg for forgiveness, <laughs> whereas in this he totally gets away with it. And it's fine. He even fires his agent for leaking a story, and then when it turns out, um, she actually hadn't done anything wrong. She hadn't done what she was accused of doing, which was giving him EPO, EPO. Um, yeah, he doesn't even hire her back. He's like, oh, now that she's gone, I'll just get a bigger cut of all the money. So uh, Jeff's like a complete asshole at points, but he gets away with it, and I really like that in the episode. It's uh... yeah, he he's he's the cat who yeah. always lands on his feet, <laughs> really, um, and has. But that's kind of the arrogance. It's quite that's why I think it's so close to the Lance Armstrong thing because there is that arrogance involved in the way he dealt with it, where he was vociferously denying it, sued the hell out of people who did try and confront him or squashed anyone Mm. that tried to challenge him. So, (laughs) um, all in aid to win. I I, I agree with you. There's, there's so many connections and especially if the, the book had been published just Mm. before this episode was coming out. I think this is very clearly Mm. (laughs) (coughs) about Lance. There's, there's, a, there is a connection there for sure. Um, I mean, I think it's a bit douchey to make it out as if they were going to spin the story that you know he had cancer and then, but he really didn't, and then he came back from cancer or whatever to make it as a single cynical ploy. I don't think Lance Armstrong was doing that when he was dying. To be yeah, honest, yeah. <laughs> um, you know. I, I I do admire Lance Armstrong for at least coming back to the top of the sport despite having pretty bad cancer diagnosis and was basically going to die. So I'll like give him the benefit. I'm not saying he gets the benefit of the doubt for doping, but for someone to come back like that, it's insane. It's a in spite of the doping. Yeah. So maybe if this show is making it seem like he's conspiring to. <laughs> Like, be like, I'll just say I had cancer and I'll make loads of money. Like, possibly Lance Armstrong wasn't doing that. I agree. Maybe that's 
maybe that's a bit libelous. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a little bit dangerous, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, he was a phenomenal athlete regardless. Um, but anyway... Um, <laughs> I mean, there's this overall theme of, of spin and people, you know, changing their motivations or um, sort of, yeah, giving themselves the benefit of the doubt and then possibly how we should give people the benefit of the doubt. So there's a lot going on there. And I know I just gave a big monologue kind of summing all that up uh, because that's that's kind of why I like the episode. I just like that they sort of took that mild spin theme and ran with it. But I think the, the meat of that, mm. um, of lying... <laughs> And cheating your way to success, you know, in the same way that Jeff is doping, House is kind of intellectually doping. <laughs> he's using information in order yeah. to get ahead. So I think he's probably like the best counterpoint to Jeff or like the best, you know, sort of um, analogy to Jeff's journey. Mm. Because that's kind of, I think, why he's so flippant and he doesn't really care about it because he says like, well, the ends justify mm. the means he'll inspire people and for house it's like i'm just gonna steal these documents look through these documents because the ends justified the means because i'll really get to know what's going on with stacy and i can use it to my advantage he he doesn't break into but he he finds out that stacy is also undergoing um is seeing a therapist just through like an off a little line of dialogue she actually gives him some words of advice and says, oh, I learned it from my therapist. So immediately House was like, oh shit, she's got a therapist, which means there's documents. <laughs> so he like heads to the room after hours. He uh, doesn't bring his cane. He makes a janitor think that he's left his cane in the room and like judges the guy for not reacting immediately to him uh, for being disabled. He's like, dude, let me in the room. I'm disabled. And the guy like guiltily opens the door. So um, it, 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 it's, it's really showing how conniving House can be, you know, sort of this really horrible kind of like untrustworthy version of House who will use everything against you to get where he wants to be, which I think is one of the characters that is best and ugliest. But it's, um, but yeah, the, um, I guess the big thing to discuss is what, what do you think House really wants out of this? Or do you think it's as chaotic as it seems? I really don't know. Um, if I was to take a guess, he wants her gone. Oh, you think he doesn't want her at the, at the hospital at all? So you don't really think he's forgiven her or likes so. her? No, because he was like, oh, you know, do you, do you love me or hate me? Because either way, we've got a problem. We need to resolve it. And then she says, well, both actually. And that doesn't really mm. resolve the problem. Because if it was hate, it becomes easy to detach if it's love. He can push her away and say, you have to go because this is not sustainable. In either case, it was not sustainable, but because it's a mixture of both, he just doesn't know how to react. He's really confused by the lack of binary choice that she refused to take the binary choice that she, he offered. I just don't know. My instinct says she's got to go. It's unsustainable. Yeah, I wonder. What do you think? <clears throat> a part of me a part of me thinks at this point because there hasn't really been any conversations i think season one kind of left it with the fact that there was a lot of unresolved issues about whether or not house could ever forgive her and i do think that they still have very strong feelings for each other um which is mm. kind of demonstrated by them arguing several times during this episode like there's a lot of tension mm. there 
and a lot of history that clearly has been unresolved. So I think um, I, mm. I, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's necessarily trying to get rid of Stacey. I think what he's trying to do is ruin her marriage <laughs> as punishment. I think he, okay, whether or not then there's the intent there at the end to actually do anything with it. I do think that House is trying to uncover problems in a relationship. I mean, this is pure like assertion, but I think like later on some things come out that kind of back this up. Maybe, but um Okay. But yeah, I think it's just this like he wants to prove that she made a mistake. She wants to prove that after leaving like after that after ruining their relationship that she's in a relationship now that isn't she isn't happy in. So she wants to find out all the information about how unhappy they are. So not only can he be like, oh, good, well, Stacey's as unhappy as I am. So he can kind of work that out in his head that she's being punished for it too. And that'll make him happy. And then the sense he sort of wants to terrorize and break up this marriage just so it can just be revenge. So it's kind of this two pronged. I need to prove she's as miserable as I am. And then I need to ruin her life and get active revenge. It's... um. This is House as a villain. Yeah, House is very much a villain in this. I think, uh, I, I mean, it's all it's all hidden under. It's like, oh, House is being kooky and sneaking into the uh, <laughs> sneaking into the office at night. But it's um, this is like really like conspiratorial, like terrible thinking. Like he's a terrible person, <laughs> which is what makes him such a great protagonist. <laughs> But um, I don't really think it's ever focused on like just how horrible house can be. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't like this is this is great. This is one of his darker moments because um, I think he's just trying to get pure revenge on Stacey. I don't think there's any good intent to it at all. I think even later in the series, um, he then starts trying to actively flirt with her, which um, I think by then you can kind of think of. The house actually kind of wants to get back with her and he kind of misses her. Mm. So um, I think house is later on is still trying to be disruptive and get revenge. But I think that's hiding feelings that actually he wants to be with Stacy. He just can't accept that he's forgiven her and he wants her because he's been holding all this resentment. Mm. But at the moment, I'm not sure if those feelings have been resolved to that degree at all. I think house is just being destructive and just wants to get revenge on someone. Yeah. Even after saying he's totally fine with it. Like he's such a... He doesn't know his own feelings. He's like a child at points. He just doesn't know how to rationalize emotions like other things, like facts <laughs> or information. So he just like, just like, I'm angry. I don't know why I'm angry. I think I'll hurt someone. <laughs> that would make me feel better. Oh, okay. But, um, but obviously, you know, he puts all the spin on it. You know, he's like, I'm going to ruin this person's life. And it'll be like, well, she did a bad thing to me. Why can't I do this? Which I guess fits into the theme, but it's all of this like strange maliciousness that even he doesn't really know why he's doing it. <laughs> that is pretty dark. Um, I love it. I love I love this episode for that. It's one of the reasons why we're watching the episode again. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. This is mm. a really good house moment. It's not quite as like big as three stories, but it's like it's it's in there. It's one of those. It's a bit more subtle, but it tells you a lot about the character and it's a big new thing that he's. He's a lot meaner than you think he yeah. is, which I really like. Yeah, and he becomes more chaotic. So, for instance, like in the big confrontation scene between the agent and Jeff, um, mm. he's just there stirring the pot, saying, you're on our EPO. Are you on EPO? Maybe your agent's giving you EPO. What's going on here? 
Oh, and by the way, <laughs> she's leaking. She's leaking the story, by the way. You need to get rid of her. And then later on, it's like, whoops, oops, I did it wrong. You've not got, um, like, acute uh, red cell aplasia. You've got the chronic version. Oh, dear, she's gone. And then Jeff's like, there's like a kind of little grin and goes, ah, it doesn't matter anyway. She's getting some money out of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, the way he destroys their relationship as well. Like, Jeff's fine with it in the end, but that agent is totally thrown under the bus by House just making some crazy assumptions. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she did She did call in the story of his cancer, but obviously he's not actually really that angry about it. That's just her saying, you know, we can put some spin on it. It'll be great. Mm. This will help you bounce back. It's the accusation by House that she's been drugging him with EPO, which is a... Um, which is a doping like method that he would never do. He says like that's too dangerous. So it's uh, but House, as you say, is just standing there, just going, "Oh, maybe, maybe she's trying to kill you." Yeah, <laughs> just like all these crazy things, mm. which um aren't really resolved. Which I guess is like the cynical fun side of it that no one even cares. Yeah, the, the, that they've ruined someone's the career. Pe- but it's... what's interesting as well in terms of the writing, Jeff is definitely a mirror of House, just in the way that um. Uh, John Henry Giles was a mirror to House's more kind of pensive and creative side. This is like the complete transactional version of House, (laughs) where everything's just a transaction. Everything's about getting more from a relationship than you put in. Uh, It's more about... It doesn't matter as long as the ends justify the means and the the ends are always positives for me type thing. Yeah, yeah. Jeff is very much the value equivalent of House. He's um, at the moment. Yeah, definitely. This, yeah, I think House House definitely has more complex values than that, which we've discussed in the past. Um, but yeah, at the moment with House just seeing something that he wants to do, like get with Stacy or destroy her, this is very much. He's very much like Jeff. It's like I'll just do whatever it takes to win. I want to be on top. This is a way for me to be on top. Very terrifying. Very much a terrifying thing given how much we kind of like house for his more compassionate side at points this is just like pure and simple chaotic transactional nasty manipulative um yeah pretty bad Mm. and yet he's then having these like monologues with wilson about it well not monologues dialogues with wilson Wilson's just trying to like pull him back, but he's refusing to let go. It's got that kind of Moby Dick element to it, but just can't let yeah, go. Yeah, because House is telling Wilson like Stacy yelled, and House is, and Wilson's like, okay, well she's angry at you because you're being an asshole, and, and House is like, no, no, there must be something else going on, and therefore I'm right to rile her up because I'm just uncovering the truth. It's all of these like, kind of just. You know, he just wants to mess with her and it's all these rationalizations for it, which Wilson is trying to be the straight guy and being like, yeah, maybe you should just leave it alone and maybe everyone could be happier if you don't do that. Yeah, it's Moby Dick 101, isn't it? He's <laughs> he's Ahab. Yeah. And the whale is definitely Stacy, which is a bit grotesque, but in <laughs> the way I describe it, but she's like, he's like imputing all of these things into the into Stacy, like I know that I know the map of her psycho. I know her psychological kind of makeup. I know her mind. I've been with her for so long. 
I know when it's pissy and when it's anger and when it's this and when it's that. And actually, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just this monomaniacal kind of um, streak coming out and that he's misreading the situation. Hmm. And you even have, um, and then Mark, Mark's, interestingly, he doesn't, like, he has some confrontations with Stacy, but a lot of his confrontations are actually through Mark. Mm. So he messes with Stacy via Mark by just, like, he goes into Mark's um, therapy, which isn't his physical therapy. It's, like, about how Mark's just depressed and angry about, you know, being disabled and how he wants to get better. And, um, yeah, House just totally goes in and like persuades the uh the therapist there of the group therapy to let him in because he's like well you've always asked me to come and now i really want to work on myself persuades you mean manipulates manipulates sorry (laughs) better word and um yeah he just spends just like manipulates his way in and then just just you know it's sort of no one else really picks up that house is messing with him mark picks it up through just the small comments he makes about stacy and it's um yeah and it's like you know it's quite funny that it's quite funny that in a way mark kind of sees house for the person he is Mm. like everyone else like stacy would be like no you know he's just being a bit you know he's 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 a bit grumpy and you know he's a bit manipulative but overall he's a great guy but mark kind of picks it up immediately he was like wow this person's got me in his sights this person's disgusting yeah. and that, <laughs> like mark is disgusted by house in this and it's re- one of the few interactions that house has with mark so mark is totally you know mark is totally in in the right to to judge house as such well it's predator and prey isn't it he's the prey and he's very keenly aware that house is the predator but everyone else sees house within the broader habitat is actually a largely benign figure but doesn't really understand the role that mark is has in the ecosystem that house inhabits he needs to take him out i don't know do you do you want to do you want to do you have anything else to discuss or because i think we've wrapped up the episode pretty yeah. well if you want to um go straight to your, your final thoughts um, i think it's a really well written episode and it i think in terms of like what it does um it's actually quite a complex structure going on that i can't really tease it apart as easily as before um there are lots of threads going on the theme kind of works in concert with like three or four things going on so you've got jeff forrester you've got the cameron wilson angle you've got houses um captain ahab role quest um and then you've got this weird kind of chase rehab thing which is like completely tiny minor type thing going on it's like you didn't mess it up chase well done welcome back um and then the mark warner thing where it's um where mark is actually being able to see through the spin so to speak that he's that yeah. house is weaving for everybody else, but he sees it quite clearly. Mm. Mm. It's um, yeah, I, I agree. It's uh, it's one of those episodes that takes a simple theme and it contorts it and uses it in a lot of different concert like contexts. 
to really bring out backstory and character traits from the characters like we learn a lot about like Cameron's backstory we learn about Wilson's relationships we know his marriage is going terribly and now we kind of know the reason why which House previously has been jo like joking that Wilson's like having affairs and we actually find out that Wilson has been having affairs <laughs> which um I guess like sort of kind of weirdly in 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 hindsight, put spin on the lies that Wilson was telling House that everything was fine and that he wasn't talking to the attractive accountant because she was attractive, but actually because he needed some accounting being done. <laughs> and, but now we know that it wasn't about that. He was just like, he just can't help himself having affairs. Because mm. <laughs> even he admits that he doesn't really cheat on his wives for any reason. He just does it when things are fine and he gets bored, which is a very interesting character trait for someone who's so like moralistic and, you know, so moral and appears to be such a great guy on the surface that he would like you know kind of kind of betray people's trust like that which is interesting because he never really betrays house's trust to anywhere near a serious degree like that i guess the other thing that's really good about this is um the scene that small scene that happens between house and stacy where you know he's like so do you love me or hate me and he says I love and hate you, but I love Mark and I don't hate Mark. And so by mm. that calculus, Mark is the definite overwhelming plus in all of this. Um, and he, she just says, well, we just have to do the mature thing and work, deal with each other. And he's completely not buying it. You can just tell in the acting. And he's like, right. And that's been going well thus far. And you can just see in that acting, like, something's brewing in him yeah and now it's coming out this is like house has been planning and plotting and now he's actively doing his reconnaissance <laughs> to uh just ruin things for people because he can and he wants to and he doesn't know why he feels the way he feels mm. it's brilliant but um yeah overall i, I agree it, it takes a a small theme does it really well in lots of different contexts it like we learn a lot about the characters and um and yeah, then it's just like building on this House and Stacy story, like it's pushing that plot forward, which is great. You know, where's House going to go from here? We know that he's now got like literal insider information on how Stacy's feeling about her marriage. And it's really this like question of, you know, will he do the mature thing? Will he not? Will he, you know, break up their marriage in order to have her? Or is he just doing it for malicious intent? It's... um. It's great stuff. I think this is a this is one of those episodes that it's very easy to forget, but when you watch it, you're like, wow, it's one of those really just thematically mm, good episodes. There's a lot going on. It's it it's teeing it's teeing up a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it's doing it very well. I think it's gonna bode well for what the remaining so the twenty four episodes left you know, eighteen episodes, is it? Yeah. Even though Stacy, I think, goes in like episode twelve, I believe. She's wow! One of those. She's Spoiler a bit like a alert. She's not around for the whole time. Spoiler alert here. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll um. Sorry, I'm getting a little pissy around here. Sorry. <laughs> so um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we'll we'll leave it there. So thank you very much once again for listening to us discuss spin in great detail um as always just generally enjoy the show if you want but if you if you really enjoyed it then leave us a review or just follow us on 
Twitter or Facebook just so we can give you updates about when I won't be uploading the show on time. That's mostly what our Twitter page is. <laughs> or get in touch with us with any thoughts that you have about the episode. But um, I think uh, we'll be back on Saturday with a, with a GD Extra. But um, until then, we'll see you next week. See ya. For our, uh, we'll see you next week where we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 7, Hunting. So um, it's goodbye from me. Uh, it's goodbye from me. Um, have a good week. We'll see you then.